So after we had dinner at Dorit's house, and we had the whole conversation with Sutton. At the Toothless and Homeless Foundation? Not Toothless and Homeless. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. This is a really important charity, Kathy. What? Homeless, not toothless. Homeless, not toothless. Yes. And Garcelle, (laughs) you know, it's a really... Important charity. Yes, you're laughing. I'm laughing because she's funny. It's not about your charity. Come on, it's not about your charity. The name is not amazing, but they do good work. That's all that matters. They do amazing work. Forgetting about the toothless, not homeless charity. No, it's not homeless, not toothless. Homeless, not just a toothless. What is the name of the charity? Oh, let me think about this one second. It's toothless, not homeless. They're fixing their teeth, right? So it's homeless. No, it's toothless. No, homeless, not toothless. They should maybe rename that organization. (laughs) It's homeless, not toothless. Honey, I'm so sorry. I have worked with the homeless. I have worked with the toothless. I've worked with the homeless. I've worked with the toothless. Homeless, toothless, toothless, I mean, it should be given another name. Why did I get snapped at about the Toothless and the Homeless Association? What difference is it? Toothless and homeless, homeless and toothless? I'm going to be calling you tonight going, Toothless and homeless, homeless and toothless, toothless and homeless, homeless and toothless. What? It's the same thing. I'm not taking your call. Toothless and homeless, homeless and toothless, toothless and Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, Nathan. Sorry for Are you the- feeling homeless or toothless today? Um, neither, just just for the minute. That's good. But the technical difficulties have been real. Hey, shit happens. Oh, uh, look, I have an X amount of tech knowledge and anything above that, I need to wake for the boyfriend to wake up. <laughs> That's why when you called me, I was like, did you... Pull the cable out and put it back in, and you were like, "Yes, I have." And I was like, "Okay, well, I had to check." And I restarted <laughs> the computer just in case it was like Zencastery thing in the background. I know that basic stuff. Yeah, but it was a fucking setting. I don't know. Okay, listeners out there, it might be coming to you a bit late, but you know, it's it's gonna be good. Is We're gonna it? have a good chat. Oh fuck, man, you're setting the bar. Oh my oh. god! And the other reason we couldn't pod on the weekend or Friday, whatever, is because I was babysitting this gorgeous Staffy that from my understanding he was going to get certain size and it didn't occur to me how big he would be. My little chihuahua was terrified of him. <laughs> oh, the poor dear. I had to just follow this dog around to, yeah. to make sure that because he, he would go to sniff her and she would freak out. It's scary. It was a full fucking David and Goliath little sitch happening with the two of them. Yeah. Can't be helped. I don't have much of a life, but when I got one, it can't <laughs> busy, be busy. Oh my god! But what an episode! Oh my god! To recap, love. Just before we recap it, I just want to discuss one thing. Yeah. Yes, we know Teresa doesn't give a fuck that her brother didn't go to her wedding. Yes, we know that her and Louis are in Greece posing for photos for the paparazzi. We know all that. No one cares. Mm-hmm. But she has a new podcast coming out. Does she? On the September 21, it's called Namaste Bitches Podcast. And oh the I, instead of an I, there is a dollar sign. I cannot think of anyone less zen than Teresa. I know. So it's not just her on the pod because could you imagine her trying to do it on her own? Not going to happen. Dreadful. She's teaming up with a 
woman named Melissa Feister, who is a Stanford Medicine certified nutritionist, so says their little blurb. Kill me. I mean, she's a mum. I mean, good for her. I mean, what do you want me to say to that? What are they going to talk about? Like, oh, I'll tell new you. New age Everything from life, love, family to food, fashion and celebrity. I mean, oh, no one. That. Like, what does that mean? I don't want a podcast hearing about her love bubble every episode. Ugh. I'm not listening to that. Of course I'm fucking listening to it. You are? Well, you can tell me what happens. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to keep listening to it if the topics aren't for moi. But they've even got to share your thoughts, questions and confessions directly to a phone number and to their email address. Well, that's fun. Let's do that. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, explain to me why you're such a cunt to your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's a woman saying that she basically doesn't give two shits that her brother didn't go to her wedding. Contrary-wise, he's saying it was the hardest day of his life. Like, oh, well, he, you still Joe's always her. been very dramatic. I mean, but he still, even in his absence and defiance, is still loving her more than she loves him. Mm-hmm. Is she yeah. even capable of it? I mean, yes, that's we have seen her with her kids. She's right or die for those girls. There is a level of sociopathness to her, though. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Don't we call that sociopathy? We, sh- we sure can. Do we? I th- <laughs> I have no idea. Miss Know It All and I'm probs wrong, but whatever. <laughs> well, do you want to get into this episode then? Yes. Is it, it's your so, turn, yeah? Yeah. Yes. It's called Disco Inferno. Disco I mean, Inferno. Yeah. Burn, baby, why not? Burn. Isn't that where but, it comes from, the song? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just so, just show my age. <laughs> so then we um we pick up again with the bloody homeless slash toothless slash I don't know what charity gala in In my notes I, I just wrote Rinner is still crying. They should have brought well, her a bird. I know. This fucking Rinner, she's oh. trying to pull herself together and she seems to have this like epiphany mm. at, this, at this moment that, you know, and it feels like she's going to change her life around, but then for the rest of the episode she's same old Rinner and she's back to being a piece of shit. You're so <laughs> right. It's true. It's just, She can't trust a word out of that woman's mouth. No. No. Anyway, so it's also Kyle's birthday. Um, I mean, all right. How desperate was Dorit to bring out that birthday cake? <laughs> she just Rinna's yeah. crying and she's just like, we need to bring out the fucking cake. Stop you crying. <laughs> Got an event to plan. I was worried because they played the whole happy birthday song, like they sang the whole thing, and I was like, is this filler? Is this going to be a shit episode? But no, it, it was fucking great. It turned out good. We just had to move on from that gala thing. But, we did. Because then we're hearing PK talking about Bitcoin. Oh, and my God. They're being so boring, him and Maurizio being high as fuck. Like, I don't care about your Bitcoins. But does it even make – I don't know what any of this means. He writes – or he writes. I wrote, he said, I'm reversing into a New York Stock Exchange public company. What do you mean reversing into? With my new real estate business, which is crypto-based blockchain. Does that mean that people are going to be able to buy real estate with cryptocurrency? Is this maybe? And Crystal's husband, whatever his name is, is what's Rob. his name? Rob. I don't know if he did understand or if he was making up, but he seemed to understand what PK was saying because he starts to ask the question how the crypto is going to do something, and then PK interrupts him and says it's too complicated. It's like to explain or. I imagine Rob owns crypto, and oh, I imagine yeah. PK has no fucking clue. <laughs> I imagine PK has no clue. Is this like scammy? 
Oh, watching- if there's a way to scam, PK's scamming. I've been watching Peaky Blinders. I've never seen it before. Fucking love it. Really? Oh, so good. I've been watching Peaky Blinders, so I'm just sitting there going, PK, he's, like, are you just in with the mob? PK he's- Blinders. PK Blinders. Oh, he fuck, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's definitely not the smart brother on that show, but he's, like, going into Mo and, like, kind of making fun of putting Mo down in front of... The other guys. Yeah, I didn't get it. Is that retaliation for Mo saying that he'd fuck his wife? Like, I don't know. Ooh, maybe. I don't know. Is there a power play afoot? Who knows? I mean, Mo's out of all of them. Mo actually makes money in real estate. PK is saying, I am going to at some point make money in real estate. Like, how do the two relate when he's like, bow down or whatever, I'm going to be the new king of real estate? It's like, well, you're the king of literally nothing right now. Also, I think crypto crashed, like, after this was filmed. So, like, good luck to you, PK. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, <laughs> as if Mo cares. He's a millionaire many times over. And right now, PK, you have a registered business that does exactly nothing. And Mo's high as fuck. He doesn't know where he is. Slow your roll, PK. Anyway, enough of PK. Enough yeah, of PK. I hate okay. him. You know how sometimes sometimes I like him and then sometimes I just detest him as a person and then he'll make me laugh and then I hate him again. It's really weird. I know. I think we need to replay his and Mo's conversation last year at the dinner table about Tom Girardi to bring us back to enjoying PK because I've well, not enjoyed him this season much, if at all. I feel like they were trying to recreate that when they were talking about Erica going off at Garcelle's son and they were laughing about it. And it was right. that they had the exact same tone. And I was like, maybe you just are horrible people. And we only found it funny when it was about Erica and Tom because Because they're funny. more horrible. Right. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know. Maybe I just, he's a horrible person. But okay. So then we go to back to the table. And yeah. I loved when Garcelle said to the people that were still there, like the homeless, toothless people being like, you guys don't need to be here. Written Sydney. I wrote their names down. I loved their faces. <laughs> I thought they should get an honourable mention. They do. And they do. Question. Yeah. Did one of them actually say, I'm eating my dessert or something, i.e., I don't want to get up? I think oh, she I didn't said, hear that. Oh, I'm okay, I'm just having dessert. So I think <laughs> one of them got up and the other one stayed. It's like, no shit, you're having dessert. I'd be staying. No shit. I would be staying for the dessert of what the ladies are talking about. Exactly. So whichever one that was, I'm obsessed with her. (laughs) Um, So Crystal does bring up her eating disorder issues. Mm. Do you have any thoughts about it? It didn't really progress storyline wise. As horrible it is to say it's a storyline, but like it, it didn't really go anywhere, that chat. I think what she's alluding to and I think there are probably many scenes that we haven't seen filmed with her because we keep getting them as flashies. Yeah, must be, yeah. That she's told them, because they're all basically saying, you need to go get help, you need to go get help, and they're really being pushy about it as she explains to Rob down the track. And I think she just wanted to say to them, look, I am seeing someone. I've been in therapy since I was 13, so back the fuck off. Like, stop telling me to go get help, FYI, I am. That's all. yeah. Well, and then Sutton wants to relitigate their liability comment from five days ago. Uh-huh. And so she says that she got called by an attorney about one of Tom and Erica's lawsuits because the attorney thought that she had information. So she hired a litigator to answer questions. And that's when Erica sort of pops off. My favourite bit was the segue that Sutton used. The fact that she's like, I want to talk about the fact that I didn't like being called a friend with liabilities. 
So my that that is my segue now to telling Erica that she is a friend with liabilities. I just her segue was on point. It made me laugh so fucking hard. I loved it. And Erica was like trying to make Sutton the bad guy for oh, yeah. bring, for talking about it, but it's like as if she wasn't going to talk about it. And then they played that flashback to that dinner party from hell, mm. trying to with that, you know, would you like to get sued comment? And I think she's trying to reframe that being like stop talking about it or you'll get sued by someone else and it's like no but at at that point in time you were saying i'll sue you like that was the inference yeah oh totally erica's trying to as you said make sutton look like the bad one and she's adding two and two together and getting five and make trying to get sutton to eat it (laughs) sutton's not stupid you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah, I get and it. And also, like this whole fucking Erica gesticulating aggressively saying, you, you said that shit. She's just like grasping at straws and she looks desperate. Like, shut up. You are a liability. Shut up. Oh, that's sorry. Yeah, I, I get the grasping at straws thing because I thought for a while there that she was, you know, faking this intervention, trying to make the alcoholism the storyline so that we're not talking about the lawsuits. Right. But then she doesn't want to engage on the alcoholic talk. No. And then she's bringing up lawsuits and it's just, I don't know what you're trying to do, but it's nothing sticking. I think that's the thing. In her mind, she's like, I'm going through so much in my personal life, so why are you trying to stick shit on me on the show? It's like the show is about your personal life and it's not simply when you want to talk about it. Yeah. What really pissed me off, though, uh-huh. was this was getting, like, quite good. Mm. And then Diana uh-huh. comes in like a steamroller and just, like, stops all conversation to bring up something with Garcelle, which we don't really care about because it's it's nothing. And she really needs to get lessons from Sutton about a segue because what's Garcelle being guarded have anything to do with what they were, like you said, what they were just talking about, like, it makes nothing. No sense. No sense. Like, oh, and I, I understand that they're like, you know, they're doing the airing of grievances like it's fucking Festivus on Seinfeld. I get that. <laughs> yeah. But that ain't a fucking segue, bitch. Wait your damn turn. Yeah, we weren't done. No. And that was good shit. Like, stop being a sook. Of all the confrontations that Diana has, mm. why, is, why is that the one that's coming up right now against Gus? I didn't even know that existed. I think. Maybe that Diana's trying to be strategic. The the fuck force five or whatever they're called, who have all of them have in turn sucked up to Diana, and they all have issue with Garcelle in like the same kind of issue with Garcelle. So now she's going to be bonding with them because she's expressing that she has the same issue with Garcelle. I see that. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. I'm I'm going to be waiting for that, particularly at reunion. I'm going to wait to see if Diana jumps in when all the other ladies shit on Garcelle over this issue. I can see that happening. And Garcelle's just so unbothered. Google me if you want to get oh, to know me. I love Fucking queen. Queen Garcelle. <laughs> I didn't think I could love her anymore. And then she says shit like that. Like, oh, so totes appropes. Obsessed. And fucking... Fucking Rinna being like, do you do you hear her, Garcelle? Do you hear? She wasn't Fuck saying anything you. to hear. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- but then again, I loved when Garcelle claps back. Yeah. So Garcelle says, "How do you feel about that, Rinna?" Loved it. <laughs> when she responded, loved it. I I love it because Garcelle doesn't necessarily. Unlike me, so this is why I appreciate it. She doesn't necessarily jump straight back with a clap back. 
mm-hmm. she gives it a beat and it just stings so good when she does it. I'm just so impressed with that woman. Especially, as I said earlier, like Rina just forgot about her epiphany because now she's saying that Garcelle is defensive and that it comes from fear. What oh. the fuck is she talking about? Uh, projection much? Uh, really? And the like, whole time all I'm noticing Kathy's facials and she looks so fucking bored. So bored. Uh, I know. But she was laughing at like what Garcelle was saying and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I like their little friendship that they have. Like Me it's too. quite fun to watch. Me too. Um, so basically then that's the party over. Yeah. So yeah. Diana brought everything to a screaming halt and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird because, like, I noticed Kyle agree with Garcelle and then that was it. It was time to go home. Yeah. So it's almost like if the fucks force five, if one of them, like, pulls it out of the group in terms of, like, you know, to gang up on, unless it's all for one and one for all, that's it. We'll, we'll like, Three break. musketeers rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's so um, strange. It's strange. But then, so then we go to my favourite scene of the whole episode, which was at Crystal's house. This is your favourite scene? I thought it was so (laughs) good. So, I mean, at first we have a little chat between Crystal and Rob about the eating disorder. Crystal's using a really fun wine opener to get that bottle of wine open, which I kind of want. I didn't notice it. Explain. It was divine. It was just like an electronic wine opener. Oh, okay. Got you, got you. I, I can't even afford wine that has a cork in it, but um, oh, I, I want that wine. How strange is it when you get wine with a cork in it now? Wouldn't know what to do with it. Oh, I got some um, a month ago because I ordered all this at, like from an Italian deli and I thought, I'll get a couple of bottles of wine, give it a go. Mm. And one of them came with a cork. It was so fancy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, well, go back and look at her wine opener because it, it would be a great investment. I think I've had um, one of those where you put the spike in, press the button, and it just kind of pulls yeah, it I think yeah. it was one like that. Yeah, yeah, I had one like that. They break real easy. Oh. Well, maybe well, I so had then, a cheap one. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Crystal probably doesn't. Probs not. Um, so Kathy arrives. She's just like wandering the halls of that house, just like, hello, <laughs> we're in a picnic <laughs> table shirt, and she parks herself <laughs> down at the kitchen counter. <laughs> Oh, my God, I never realised that, but it's so true. It is. And so she actually gives some sage advice mm-hmm. to Crystal. Uh-huh. And, and, then, and then not even a second later, like in the same sentence, she's like, you got a cracker? Just got a little <laughs> something to nibble on. And then she's ordering them around the kitchen, getting cheese here, not like, not the blue cheese but the gouda, and then she's getting a Diet Coke and a glass and then a napkin. Oh, hysterical. I absolutely I adored it. it. She's just – I loved how they, like, asked her if she wanted some wine and she didn't. And then she's like, do you have any crackers? <laughs> And they did. And they put together a great spread very quickly. It wasn't bad. It wasn't wasn't bad at all. It definitely was better than fucking Candace's on Potomac. I'll never get over that oh. bullshit. That wasn't a cheese platter. That was like, remember it was like crackers and some grapes under a cloche? And she was so proud of it. So lame It looked like fucking Jats and, what is it, store-bought cube, pre-cube cheese and some fucking mm-hmm. grapes under a candle cloche. So lame. It was awful. But I just thought, Kathy's so good. Oh, she just, (laughs) this is, she's the reason why this episode's excellent. Oh, yeah. If we have to hate her like we predict, I don't know what I'm going to do with this show. I'm going to stand by her, even if she does say the F word. Oh, come on. I'm going to stand by. You know what? Kathy Hilton can say fag. She can. I'm giving her permission. Yeah, but it, okay, if the context is negative, and meant to be hurtful, 
I don't know, mate. I just, I think it's made up. I can't imagine this actually happening. I would imagine if it, you know, she'd be like me. If it wasn't for the gays, she'd have no friends. I think so too. I just think it's it's the fuck face five trying to bring her down. Mm. And I just can't see it happening. I really hope if this is the case that Kyle just silently steps back and shuts the fuck up. If it's not, oh, well. if it's not your fight, Kyle, and it is your sister, you shut the fuck up. She'll let Rena do a dirty work for her. Ugh. She will. But, so, okay, so speaking of Kyle, we then go to the worst scene of the episode, mm. which is her opening presents. She did get some flowers from Chris Jenner, so that's something if you care oh, about Chris Jenner. Did, okay, I didn't even write one note from that scene. I All the I whole thing. want to say is that she needs to stop being so proud of those, like, ugly matching pyjamas with the yeah. leopard print. Like, they're hideous. They are hideous. Um. And, yeah, the, the, the daughter's there. I don't care. She she gets given roller skates. And then we also have a scene with Dorit doing roller skate oh, work I want, as I want well. Some. I want some. But neither of them wore the roller skates to the disco party. So why the fuck am I seeing Dorit practising? Well, you can't be wearing roller skates to a party all night, can you? you? You bring them and you pack a pair. I'd rock up in them and then I'd take them off after a while and then I'd drink and then I'd want to put them back on, you know. Yes. I just don't know why we had to see that. No, I don't know why either. Ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so also Erica and Rinna meet up for lunch. And this is when I think Rinna is just like possessed by a different person in the daylight where oh. she just was like, you know what, I actually like Sutton. We get along. And then like that night she's like, I hate you, Sutton. But I even felt like at this lunch they were bitching about Sutton. Then she was like, I like her, I hate her, I like her, I hate her. My father, my daughter. Like, we don't care why you're figuring out what your plan is, ladies. And she probably should already know if she hates her or not since they've been, you know, castmates for like two or three years. And also this Erica and Rinna, right? They obviously would prefer certain people on the cast not to be there, right? They would prefer their fuck force five and mm-hmm. their bullshit friend Teddy, whatever. But we're here we have a scene with the two of you and you're giving us nothing. So Nada. explain to me why you're so important. I mean, Erica's only giving a storyline because she's a crook. So, or at least her husband's a crook and she's a bitch. So, like, her storyline has nothing to do with any of the other ladies. That's so true. Rina has absolutely no storyline. So it's like, what are you doing? Do you you think it's true? Like, they always put rumours out there that there's going to be a car shake-up. And I've heard so. the rumour that there's going to be a massive cast shake-up in Beverly Hills. I don't know if I should believe it because Christmas is so far away. Mm. Uh, we'll have to see how reunion goes. A reunion can really turn a career trajectory around, you mm. know. They give the impression that it can, and I know it has before with, like, say, the likes of Portia after her first season. But who else do we know that has really turned it around after a reunion and saved their career? Let us know, peeps. Robin Dixon holds on by a thread. She's so boring all season. And then at a reunion, she says, I'm so glad Juan Dixon is not here right now. (laughs) I do not get how she is on the show. P.S. Her and Juan have obtained a marriage. Oh, no, have applied for a marriage license. So, you know, that's going to be on (laughs) either the next season or the season after. That's her securing the contract. If they make (laughs) us go an entire season... And then she gets the marriage license. I no, nah, I can't. I can't do it. I'm <laughs> you know going, they will. Oh, for fuck's sake! 
it's already in the can, so Jesus I think, I think we're right for that. Uh, but well, back to this lunch with Rinna and Erica, though. Ugh. What I did find funny mm. was that, as I said, Kyle in the scene prior was wearing these ugly leopard print pajamas, and sort of the joke is that they're that ugly. And yeah. then we cut to Rinna also wearing like a very similar print, but being really happy and proud and thinking she looks fashionable. The juxtaposition's quite humorous. The leopard print, um, it needs to be a minimal amount of the outfit, not the entire outfit. <laughs> as we age, ladies, print does looks worse and worse on us. I don't know why. Wow. It just does. Now, there are exceptions to every rule. There are some funky older ladies. See how old I am? I use the word funky. There are some very chic. How about that? Chic, so chic, old ladies who just know how to put it together and it's just, you know, it's their personality. But if you're mm. bland like these bitches, the leopard print ain't going to, you know, it's not going to make you shine. Well, and the Ugh. last thing I want to touch on is just how they talk about Rinna Beauty and how oh. it's the big victim of the COVID-19 pandemic because mm. she can't have a huge launch party. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> This is the true victim. And did you notice, like, the shade where she was sort of like, oh, we couldn't have a great big party. It had to be in Crystal's backyard. And I'm like, it was a fucking lovely event that your friend put on in her backyard, like, at probably a lot of Crystal's own expense. You ungrateful cow. She probably spent two days prepping for. Yeah. She is an ungrateful cow. I think she's forgotten that her and Crystal were friends last season. Are they not friends now? I don't know. I just, I think that Rina from what I'm seeing, is not investing in other friendships on the show. It's almost like I'm friends with Erica, I'm friends with Kyle, that'll do. It's like, well, uh, well it won't do, No, actually. not if Kyle gets kicked off. I don't know if Kyle will. For some reason, I don't know about <sighs> Kyle getting kicked off. I don't know why. I think it could easily happen, but I just I see them kicking Rinner off before Kyle. I don't I'd know why. I'd love for them to get rid of Why Kyle. do I think that? Um, because Rena makes you angry to watch, I think. Like right. she's that she's much more negative. Even though I think Kyle's a horrible human being, she's more in the background. Yeah. Whereas Rena, she's got that Dorinda like angriness at the moment. Ooh, you're so angry. Yeah. No, she's definitely angry, and I can see how that's probably got a lot to do with her grieving process. Oh, uh, so she says. But like I said, when that Rina, I know. <laughs> that I know. When Rena was so first say. on the show and people had these feelings about her. I didn't care. I loved her. Eileen helped her, I think. Uh, oh. She needed Eileen. Eileen could come back. I loved her. I love that. Anyway, let's move on. So, well, it's just, you know, it's just a boring old scene that we've yeah. been talking about. Sizzle. So Sutton moves on, meets up with Kyle mm. and there's some Birkin work happening. Yep. Is that a nice Birkin, ugly Birkin, pretty I mean, Birkin? I just wrote, we met Kyle's $16,000 Birkin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Birkin bags, look, I'm not saying they're not pretty, but I don't get the big deal. Like, it's a very yeah. classic old lady bag, which, again, have no problem with it. But It's sort of like a Rolex. Like, it might be the most expensive watch out there, but is it the prettiest? I don't know. I just don't think that a lot of the women, it's it actually suits their style. I think they want it and have it because, of, as you said, of the prestige of it. Yeah. Um, so... Sutton is calling Erica's use of the liability word hypocritical. Mm. Kyle calls her a stirrer, which, uh, yeah, okay. I know, right? 
I mean, but so Sutton says that they wanted to call her as a third party witness for one of the cases. Do, do you know anything about this? You're my little legal eagle. I don't know anything about it, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ron Richards, who is obviously no longer working for, he's no longer the trustee for the estate. Like he no longer works in that team. So I have no idea. Well, I mean, if I was Sutton, I'd say, no, thanks. <laughs> But the fact that she had to engage a solicitor because the letter went to her lawyer, so therefore if she wanted her lawyer to respond, there's $650. Wow. So that cost her money. So when Lisa Barlow called up like seven or eight lawyers on that sprint event, <laughs> was she getting charged each time she no, made that call? she wouldn't have gotten charged. Oh, great. She wouldn't have gotten charged for any of them, for any of it. Beautiful. There was, um, there was no actionable order for them to be able to charge her for unless uh, if she had follow-up questions they, and they're like, if you want us to look into it so that we can let you know if it affects you, that would have cost her. Mm, but okay, I doubt okay. it. I doubt that cost her a cent. So there is a little moment where Kyle seems to be saying like, oh, if you want a boy to like you, you have to be helpless. Oh, my God. And did that turn your stomach? Because it sort of made me go, yuck. I mean, I don't know what's worse, the idea of a buttery Chardonnay. What the fuck's a buttery <laughs> Chardonnay? That sounded disgusting. But you want to act poor on a date. She said you need to kind of exude, I need somebody to take care of me vibes. Yeah. What and then the even Sutton was like, fuck. I am I am looking poor with my jewellery and my bag right uh, now. With and my $10,000 like, oh, Chanel bag. They're also out of touch, aren't they? She means she's not carrying a $40,000 Birkin. Yeah, I know. I, I found it a bit, like, gross. But I then also, like, disgusting. I love when they show wealth in other ways. So I don't know why I'm so conflicted watching a housewife show. Because they're acting like it's the 1950s. And yeah. you need to give a guy vibes of your helpless so that he's going to want to rescue you. It's what gross. What the fuck? It's not Cinderella. Jesus Christ. Uh, so then we go to the scene with Dorit rollerblading. Any thoughts on that one? I didn't even write anything about that. Great. Okay. So then we go to the Rinna beauty event. There we go. Okay. This freaking Rinna as well. She's so rude. So there's people from the brand who are just like setting up the bar, but they're not bartending. Mm -hmm. And then she's ordering them around a million times to get real lemons and real limes. I thought like when I was watching it, my app was crashing because she repeated it so often. I was like, oh, no, I'm stuck on a buffering loop. <laughs> oh, my God, you're hilarious. I was trying to understand how she didn't know who they were. So is Rinna Beauty <laughs> just rebadged of makeup of another brand? So that's the actual brand it is. Mm -hmm. And she had no clue who they were. I don't understand. How do you not know? When she said from the brand, I'm like, from what brand? I think, well, she had her collaborator at the last Rinna Beauty event, which was ruined by COVID apparently. Yeah, but um, Rinna Beauty, like that? she doesn't sell from a store. She sells online, right? Let's see if anyone buys it. So I don't know what she means by, okay, I've just gone to the website and there's this little fucking video and her top lip is so redox. But anyway, I don't. Like, I don't know what she means by from the brand because if she means Rinna Beauty, surely she would know them. Well, no. So <laughs> Apparently I, not. So what? Who? I want to know who's paying for the fucking party. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Because it's obviously well, I not just, her. Well, I don't know why she was being so rude to them. I mean, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Ah, uh, she was rude. Um, yeah. So 
Rena, so they all share stories about Studio 54. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, mm-hmm. right at the beginning, you know how they're all get, getting ready and shit and who cares, yeah. right? But did you see Kyle's cute puppy, Smokey, how he ate the Rinna beauty box? So wise. <laughs> Dogs are so wise, people. Sorry, I'm just, that's all I wanted to it's say. It's a great point and it needed to be said and heard. And now so I received that. <laughs> <laughs> now we said it. So, yes, they recount stories of Studio 54. I love how sort of like Rinna's story was just like, oh, I went to Studio 54, whereas Garcelle was like, yeah, I spilled cocaine everywhere and yeah. like it was like a really fun story. I know. Rinna was like, I was there once. She's like us, the desperate person who wanted to go. And Garcelle so was like, yeah, I was there, but I clearly would have preferred to be somewhere else. So funny. Yeah. Garcelle, man. Ah, oh, love her. I know. Um, so, yet yeah, Dorit arrives sans rollerblades. Um, yeah. Okay, then we have a little group photo where Sutton seems to not be able to squat low enough and so she's blocking someone and she's touching, like, Dorit's hair and Dorit's snapping into her being like, don't touch my fucking hair. Okay, I have a theory as to why she's finding it hard to squat. When oh. you're in high heels, like really high heels, and you go to like squat down, it puts a lot of pressure on your ankles and you want to kind of – you got to fall over because it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine – and, I mean, now I would find it very hard to do. I imagine that in 10, 15 years' time when I'm Sutton's age, it'd be practically impossible. So it's like don't ask a bitch in – heels of a certain <laughs> age to squat because you're literally going to fall fucking over. So that's yeah. probably why she was holding on for dear life. So oh, okay. in defence of Sutton and us right. old gals. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Kyle starts inviting everyone to Aspen and I got so excited. Like, oh. we need this trip. And her, you know, and there's another house because her house is small. It's small, you guys. It's a small house. Oh, my God. I know. That it's place in Aspen. was fucking huge. Yeah. It's bigger than my house. She has a house and then another house and then there's Diana has to stay in a hotel because she doesn't like being in someone's house. And I'm like, well, they probably dodged a bullet. She says, I'm a demanding guest. It's better that I stay elsewhere. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. At least you know yourself. I don't care. If you're not inflicting your bullshit on others, well, she is, but they're staff, so she's paying them. Yeah. They're compensated. Yeah. Um, I love when the two, like, dancers come out and start dancing to disco and Kathy's like, what, what, what is, what is what going is on? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I love that I wrote that too. So good. Oh, my God. And then we had a super, like, odd scene where out of nowhere Kathy's talking to Garcelle about Rick and saying that he's old-fashioned and something about he said be careful of getting cancelled. And what I think was, what made me think it was weird is that the camera work was all off. Mm. It seems like no one was positioned well, like it wasn't a planned scene, which made me think that the editors just got this audio and like pieced it together with this shot because they want to foreshadow that Kathy's going to get cancelled. Ah, you're clever. Well, it just, it looked shit. Like you could see like half of like someone's head in the way. Yeah. That's true. The only thing I, I cared about was when they get up to dance and I swear to God I saw Dorit flapping her arms like she was doing the bird dance. <laughs> Did you see that? No. And, and, and people, it was not an actual move that the rest were doing. It's like you don't know when you think you know the, the moves to like an old school dance routine. She's seriously flapping her fucking arms like wings. I rewound it, mate. Wow. She was flapping. <laughs> Picture it. It was just as bad as you could imagine. It was amazing. Amazing. 
Sorry, in my head, it's all so just picturing a fluff and a fucking wings. Oh my god, too good. Okay, you um, can move on. Sorry. Well, they all sort of sit down. They eat. Did you see when Kathy also sort of? I don't know. Was she? body shaming Kyle was she food shaming Kyle but she was like Kyle like why are you eating I thought we were going after this like you're filling your trap I was like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well I think that's just siblings talk because <gasps> I think she's like if we're planning on going out to eat and they're siblings so you could imagine turning around to like your sister going oh, oh you know okay. what I'm full I don't want to go out now bye and it's like no oh, but it was also a- the tiniest little dessert though I could have eight of them right now. Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. I just had a, fl- uh, I think it's called a Florentine cookie. Beautiful. Is that? Does that ring a bell? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so delicious. Ah, oh, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Kyle asks Erica what she meant about liability. Mm. And so we're back on that. And Erica says, oh, she's a hindrance. But how that happened? That's what pisses me off. Well, how did it happen? Okay, hold on a sec. Let me get to my actual notes. Kyle is talking to Sutton and asks, what did it mean when Erica said you're a liability? And Mm. Sutton was like, I don't know, whatever. And Kyle just whips her head around and says, let's ask her. And just asks her. Instead of saying, should we ask her? She literally says, let's just ask her. It's got nothing to do with you, Kyle. I know. And it's like, Kyle, what we don't need on this franchise right now is another fight about the definition of a word. Yeah, like oh, no, God. I'm sorry, no. We've done enough of that on Beverly Hills and other shows. Like we've we're turned a corner. We got a good episode. Stop it. I'd rather <laughs> fucking talk about where the fuck's Lucy Lucy Apple Juice right now. Honestly, <laughs> I, w- I hope she's doing well. I wouldn't mind knowing that. Can can someone can someone ask to read at the reunion? Do you know what's happened yes. to Lucy Lucy Apple? We, oh, we should write in when Andy says we need your questions. We'll bring that up. Yeah. Okay, so Rina says it was mean for Sutton to say that Erica has a lot of lawsuits. I mean, uh, it's which, I mean, that's the facts. truth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's mean. I don't know. And so then Sutton says something and Rina comes back and says, have your own back fucking Sutton Strack. Oh, couldn't just believe like- it. I'm just like, okay, so I guess we're back to being pissed off at Sutton. I know. <laughs> I know. And she Pin says, her down, can you? Doesn't she say, like, I'm working through my grief and I have every right to? Yeah, something like I, that. What the fuck? I swear to God, this woman needs to go to the doctor and, like, level out her hormones just like fucking Siggy Flicker from New yeah. Jersey. Because when Siggy got those hormones balanced, she was a somewhat calmer person and it helped. We just need her to dig out her bag of pills. And oh, just yeah. Knock a few back. Maybe they'd expired. She needs to, like, start <laughs> from the scratch. So then the toothless and homeless, homeless, toothless, toothless, oh, homeless comes up. What was really? It, gold. It was gold. But what really annoyed me was that everyone seemed to be laughing. I like, know. Erica was, like, covering her face. She was guffawing. And Dorit goes off at, like, Kathy and Garcelle. Yep. And she's like, it's it's a really important charity, you guys. No like, don't laugh. It's Everyone's not laughing. The name's dumb. I'm the name's sorry. Shit. If no one, <laughs> if no one can remember the name, that's no bueno. And like, even Kyle can't get it right in confessionals. I'm and Sutton sorry. can't get it right. <laughs> and you know what? Kathy's worked with the homeless, and she's worked with the toothless. <laughs> I was giggling. I thought it was so funny. That giggling, scene. I was hacking myself like so loudly watching this with headphones. And obviously the boyfriend's like, what's so funny? And I'm just like, don't worry, you don't care. 
the fuck? Even if you were to explain it to someone, they wouldn't get it. (laughs) Toothless. I've worked with the homeless and I've worked with (laughs) the toothless. (laughs) It's like, sweetheart, we're not referring to staff. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. This was so good. Uh, and oh. then we sort of get off that with the uh, Rina and Sutton and Erica, blah, blah, blah. Oh. At one point, Sutton calls herself a cult, but a baby horse, not a cult. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> oh, Sutton's and- trying to explain herself when she's like, I got this. And it's like, no, bish, you don't. God bless. And then Erica chucks a Diana and changes the subject completely and makes a joke about her drinking problem and says, Mm. but we'll get to that one later. And then they get to it like almost immediately. Yeah. And Garcelle's like, yeah, there were instances when you were out of control. And Erica's like, only three. And I'm like, well, that's that's a lot in a short period of time, doll. Yeah. Three makes a point, does it not? And, like, it could have just been the one yelling at her underage son and trying to fuck her older son. You are right that everyone is forgetting that she was directly, like, her family was directly affected by it. So it's going to be pointed for her. Yes. Yeah. And, and oh, she, can't she just have fun? Well, she can have fun while not yelling at minors, maybe. She can like, have fun not at the expense of others. Like, it's not. Yeah. She's having fun, but it's not funny. That's when it verges into a problem, and that's what we want to talk about. They had a, a fake Rinnervention. They like, did. Don't have Rinna give you an intervention with Mikey fucking Minden and then cut, turn around and tell me that you don't have a problem. It's like, okay, then why'd we have the fake intervention? Exactly. Agreed. Get your storyline straight, sis. Ugh. All the while while Garcelle was defending herself, did you see Rinna's face? No. She had a shit-eating grin on her face. Like, she was so happy. And I'm like, this isn't coming off well on you, Rinna. No, even like the last episode where she's like telling Sutton, like, this isn't going to play well on TV for you. It's like, mm, actually, Rinna, it's not playing well on TV for you. Are you getting the dailies? Because this isn't a good look. And you know she's going to just turn around at reunion and like blame it all on Lois dying. And Lois deserves better. Uh, you're literally using your mother's death to, to justify your shitty behaviour. And, yes, not saying that you're not going to be angry, etc. I get all that. But grief doesn't justify you being a cunt. It just doesn't. And also she was a cunt when Lois was alive. Thank you. So <laughs> can only go so far with that excuse. And um, So... <laughs> Erica says, if I had a problem, you would be the last to know because these other girls are the closest to me. And Garcelle's like, yeah, I know. You guys, you say that every day. I love her for saying that. It's true. It's what we've all been screaming at the TV for years now. Again, remember when we said, wouldn't it be great if they were all actually friends and got along? No. No. You're fucking boring. Not at all. And that's when we get the beautiful, I don't have to make you look bad, you do that yourself line, which we've seen like- Maybe 83 times, but I still enjoy oh, it. Oh, it was still gorgeous. Still gorgeous. Ah, <laughs> uh, Erica calls her a liar. Like uh, Ridiculous. It's not lying to have an opinion on an event that happened in well, that you witnessed. No, she's calling her a liar because at first she says to Garcelle, were you talking to the ladies about my drinking out of malice or concern? Of course she says concern, but yeah. then she, when she says to Erica, I don't have to make you look bad, you can do it on your own, Erica decides, well, you're clearly not concerned, therefore you're lying. I mean, really, lying? It's a stretch. <sighs> Erica would know about lying. If that means you're a liar, then Rinna's a liar every two seconds because that bitch flip-flops her opinion. Like, I can't even fucking keep up. Exactly. Uh, so Sutton then says that she'll call Erica and Erica says, please don't. <laughs> Was that to clear the air about the lawsuit stuff? 
I don't know. I think that's I just, why she said, I'll call you tomorrow. Like, I won't get into it in front of the group. We'll do it in private. In front of the cameras, yeah. At that point, it's too late, sweetheart. You've said in front of the cameras, you just got to stand by what you said. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think this is all just a really good lead up to Aspen. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of irons in the fire. There are, aren't there? It yeah. took us a few episodes to get here. Like, the last couple of episodes, did they even need to happen? Oh. We were on Struggle Street for a oh, while there. We I was were. I was starting to get worried about Beverly Hills, but now I, I feel more secure. Me too. And next week, did you see the framed <laughs> portrait of Lois? Um, is she sure that her dad drew it? And if he did draw it, was he going through a period of Alzheimer's when he drew that? Like it must be a prank or a joke. It's gotta or be because that looked like a four-year-old did it. But it was framed. She framed it. It's like, oh, it's a portrait of Lois. It could be any old stick figure. Like, do you think perhaps there's something valuable in between the picture and the frame? Because I couldn't <laughs> Maybe like a check. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why that would be framed. I mean, it did have a striking resemblance to Lois. <laughs> he did capture her essence, <laughs> I, I mean, guess. I didn't think it was. She loves it, you guys. She loves it. I... Laughed and laughed and laughed. That woman needs a mood stabiliser. She should go to fucking her friend Erica's house and borrow some. Oh, well. So then next week we're in Aspen. Yeah, They do a Ouija board, which I think is probably a a bad idea to invoke spirits in that house with those women. Oh, do you think any spirits would bother rocking up? Why would you bother? (laughs) Just the spirits Erica's drinking probably. The spirits Um, bore? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking they'd be bored, but I get it. I love it. Yay. Um, and Garcelle unfollows Erica. Ooh, Ooh it's going to be good. That's going to be good. Wait. But, yes, we see this house. It's not – they made it sound like it was a fucking cottage. It's <laughs> huge. It's probably like an 8,000-square-foot house, which is like ten <sighs> times bigger than most people's homes, no? We're so out of touch. I know. I love that. But for some reason the only one that really gets away with it is Kathy. Yeah. Right? I mean, Sutton kind of gets away with it, but you know me in a southern accent. Yeah. As much as I know Sutton's super rich, mm. she also has like a day job. She's out there working. She doesn't have a day job. She's got a store, yeah, Mariana. She, she faffs about in a store for somewhere to go. You saw this woman. At least she's when rocking she, a nine to five. When she was quarantining, she called up every old boyfriend she had. She can't handle being alone. That's what the store is for. I appreciate a woman who works on the, on the housewives. <laughs> I do. Do you appreciate Rinna? She works. <laughs> she works too fucking hard. <laughs> she does. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this episode or the direction we're taking? This episode helped how I felt about Beverly Hills. Like yeah. I'm happy to keep watching. If it was another dud like last week, it'd be a punish. And I do want to just say... Mm. The past week, I've been listening to that Melissa Etheridge song, Come to My Window, and it's a fucking bop. <laughs> I've just been in the shower and I'm like, come to my window. And I'm like, God damn it, it's good. <laughs> oh, my God, that's too funny. <laughs> I had no idea where we were going with that. It got me. There you go. It got you. Oh, yeah. did you think I was going to wang to the shower to Mar- Melissa Etheridge's music? Uh, I beg your pardon? <laughs> oh, I feel like we got... Uh, we got a bit confused there. Uh, well, should no. we couple it a day? <laughs> I think we should. No, I'm teasing. It's fine. I don't know why. I did not expect you to say the words Melissa Etheridge again. She got into me. I don't think it's a bop, sweetie. I think her music's awful. 
Ah, uh, nah, that song's good. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. I trust you. So thank you to everyone who's reached out on Instagram or Twitter at effing bravo and sent dog pics and oh. reviews and just like sharing tea and shit. Oh my god, thank, thank you, for, you that. for the shout out from Ireland. Nathan just told me about that. That's so cool. Yes. Thank you to our listener from Ireland. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, and so uh, you know what? Let's pick this up next week. All right, bye. Okay, bye. bye.